Performance On Demand Podcast. It's Welcome to Performance on Demand podcast with Craig and Jeremy, where you will learn all things endurance sports from training and nutrition to mental strength. Everything you need and want to know in one place. What? What's up, Jeremy? Welcome to Performance on Demand podcast. I am your host, Craig Willard, along with Jeremy Brown. Hey, Jeremy. Word. How you doing, Jeremy? I'm good. I'm good. How are you, Craig? Good. How are you feeling, man? I'm doing fabulous today, Craig. How are you feeling today? You look horrible. You look like you're losing weight. You look so skinny. You look like you look like shit. (laughs) You look like you you look like you haven't been to bed in four days. How are you feeling? Because you really look awful today. I just I'm making sure you're feeling okay. Tell me what's on your you ever mind. made that mistake? You see somebody that just looks tired, and you're like, "Hey, man, how are you? Are you are you good? Is everything good? You just seem a little bummed out." And they're like, "No, I'm having a great day." And you're like, "Oh, okay, my bad." Uh, you know, it's kind of like when you go to see someone uh, in in the hall somewhere. Maybe you're at a restaurant. And you're like, "Oh, when are you expecting?" And they go, "Uh, oh. I'm not." <laughs> you're like, "Gotta go." I mean, are you headed to the restroom right now? I mean, um, right, right, right. Are you expecting a bathroom break? <laughs> so first, 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 I never realized. I guess I never paid attention to our our pre uh, a pre lead up. We do a little chat, you know, prior to coming on and and recording the podcast itself. And we just started up, and we sent out. Um, we haven't sent out emails about it yet, but we just started mm-hmm. up, and uh, we are we're working with a service right now. Craig will tell us a bit more about it, but basically, I never realized how much. We really don't make sense in the talk, the lead up to it. I never paid attention to what we say until I started thinking, oh, shit, people are actually going to like pay a couple dollars and watch this. And I made sure that I was just my normal self. And I was like, wow, we really are just silly. We're just ridiculous. So, yeah. Patron, patron, patron. So, yeah, you had to listen. If you're if you are a patron, then you'll you'll know what we're talking about. We had, we had a pretty good little conversation about it earlier. Um but we are on Patreon. That's uh, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash P-O-D podcast, where you can actually help pay for this show a bit. You know, we are looking to improve the technology. Uh, Jeremy over there in his horrible uh, webcam and Word average quality vocals. He's a horrible singer and anyway, but and you need a haircut. So um, check out P, I'm sorry, P-A-T. R-E-O-N.com forward slash P-O-D podcast and uh, see what it's all about. But you get live views. Uh, you get to actually watch us create the podcast in real time. You also get to have that as a recording. Uh, that is the only place that you will be able to find the podcast recorded. Uh, we used to temporarily, you can actually see some of the older ones to kind of get an idea of what that was like. If you go out there and search uh, Performance On Demand podcast on YouTube, you'll find uh, probably 25 or 30 of our older podcasts. But anyway, uh, enough of that. Let's, let's move on. What are we, di- we going to do? What are we diving into, Jeremy, JB? I think we're, we're going to dive into something. When we we discovered while we were chatting initially, that kind of like moving my legs and the camera goes all over. Um, we, we were talking about initially prior to this was 
you know, we got into this because, because you and I, you know, we have a passion for helping people and we have different skill sets, so on and so forth. And, and it, we base it around endurance sports. And I even noticed in the, the lead up, the intro says all things endurance sports. So officially we say the word endurance at least two times per episode. And I, I would dare to say we say it probably three to four times per episode, but we've never talked about endurance. And uh, you and Derek wrote a blog the other day and it was about endurance or enduring and what it means. Um, and it got me thinking and we chatted, we're like, dude, we've never even talked about what endurance is. So I think it's going to be interesting because hopefully we can kind of change some people's thought processes on endurance. You know, when you say it, people think about, you know, going long or long distance racing or training for many, many, many hours or slow, steady effort over time. Attrition is another word that gets thrown around. Um, and so I'm kind of interested to see where this goes today. As, as everybody knows, we don't script anything. Um, and so it's just kind of like a, we're just going to spitball and see what happens. So Craig, I'm sure I can see your screen, your, your face, for those that aren't watching, uh, his face is very, very bright right now. That tells me he's in the middle of a Google search. And I would assume that he's doing a Google search for the word endurance. Yeah, Craig, yeah. what do you got? Well, so I, what I first did was I broke it up into two sections. And, um, so what we found is to endure, uh, is to bear is to bear without resistance or with patience. How interesting is that? To tolerate, to support adverse force or influence of any kind, to suffer without yielding, to suffer patiently. Oh, but I do oh, like stuff. that, to suffer patiently. How interesting is that that statement? To suffer I like patiently. And then ants is just forming. That was for endure? Yeah, that was to endure. So uh, ants of endure, ants is denoting quality or state of the existence of one. So it's basically, I mean, whatever. Um, endurance ants as a word says. One one, hurrah, hurrah. Uh, well, the ants go marching. Is it the ants? Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. It's the same shit. So basically, I, I like just that statement alone. And that is to suffer patiently. <laughs> no, seriously. I don't know what's going on here. What is um what you know, what is endurance to you as a coach? As a coach is it's as a coaches? The first Are you a coaches? Like a coaches of the mostest? As the coaches be thinking. Um you know, for me, endurance is I mean, from a technical standpoint, you know, let's say on the track, typically an endurance event is anything I think longer than about a 400 is what most people classify it as um, because it's more of a test over time than a uh, – uh, and, and obviously the longer you go, the the more of a test it is and the more – the, the less of the actual engine we're using, if you will. Um, and so, you know, when I think about it, I immediately think about – slow and steady. When I think of endurance, I think of a crock pot, to be honest with you. I just cooked some ribs in a crock pot yesterday. Had I cooked them for four hours, um, then it would have been, it would have tasted different than it when I cooked it at 10 hours. And so when I, that's like the first mental image I get as a crock pot, because it's just a slow and steady uh, effort over time when I think of endurance. Until, so the longer you cook it, the better it is until it's overdone. Then it's correct. Then you over you then you overtrain to a point that it actually starts to destroy the the meat or the the muscle. Thus, that's where people regress, right? So they go too much, do too much, and don't rest. You know the weird thing is, it, 
steak has to rest. Oh yeah, you get the best. The best flavors come out when it's resting. Isn't that crazy? But yet, athletes don't like to rest because they think it's silly. Holy shit, dude, that's incredible. And that you know, think about that's profound. Yeah, yeah. So we've got right. we, man, so pretty, this, both, Hey, you know, this started horribly. Let's just let's just admit it. Who wants to listen to definitions? That's horrible. But yeah, but, from that, we know all your athletes are, are pressure cookers. <laughs> <laughs> from, or from, the, from the ashes rose the phoenix of this podcast <laughs> and like good steak it must rest rest so Craig from a mental standpoint solely mental what is endurance when it comes to mental endurance to you um intention you know uh ah so it's uh it, it's not Using your head as uh, how do I say this? So it's it, it's intentionally it's intentionally thinking. It's an, it, it's creating the focus of what you want to be focusing on and not allowing it to uh, control you. So the endurance part is enduring the moments where your mind can go south really fast and say, you know, hey, 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 Jeremy, you've done enough. You're good. You can stop now. Why are you doing this to yourself? This is stupid. You could be home eating ho hos. Um, why don't you just go go home and get some donuts? Just some get some donuts or something. Um, so, to me, it's intentional focus. Now, would you dare to use the word calculated as maybe a synonym to intentional focus? Um. Well, I, I guess you could. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, I don't know. Got uh, him. <laughs> I mean, I it is, our, well, you know, it, it is, it, it's, it's a bit calculated, but, uh, you know, the, the truth is there's nothing really calculated about a damn Ironman event. I mean, you can. Oh, there's a lot calculated about a damn Ironman event. There's a lot that won't a be lot. though. But there's a lot that isn't. That there's. Just, Probably more that won't be correct. Correct. <laughs> so, so when we're when we're talking the word endurance, uh, we kind of have a definition from from a coach and a definition from uh, a mental guru. Um, how do you? I, I, people that are listening to this, they know how to train for endurance events, right? They have coaches. They understand the process to train for endurance events. How do you train to have mental endurance? Uh, well, the first thing is to lack to lose control of what you do. So, you know, from a from a endurance racing perspective, it's stop thinking about what you're doing specifically. It's stop paying attention to, you know, your form, your gait, because at this point, all the training you've put into it is not now. It's it's just doing what you've what you create habits of doing. That's why the training is so important because that's where your habits are built, and that's the habit that very that very training habit that you created is what's going to auto, become automation in in the event, right? So in the race, and so that's already done. And so if you sit there and you debate how you're how you're running or swimming, you, you're losing. You're you're slowing down. Is you know we just talked. We worked with an athlete not that long ago, and he he killed a run after I worked with him to teach him how to get out of his you know stop thinking about what he does. What he did uh, a three mile fast the other day at, at fifteen thirty six, I think is what it was. I mean he just smoked it. But 
you know, part of that is just allowing your body to do what it does. All right. Now that when you do that, now you've got this freedom of thought. What are we going to think about? What are we going to do? So it's controlling that moment. And for many people, they're the bystanders in that. So they, they don't think they control it. They think it controls them. You know, the emotions got the best of me. No, they didn't. Your thoughts got the best of you, which drove your emotions. So if you don't like the emotion, you change the, you, you change the thought, the emotion will change afterward. It's like when you do something really fast and then your heart rate begins to rise, right? So it's that, that's the, the heart rate is, is delayed. So is the emotion to an extent because the emotion okay. is second. And so that's what typically brings people uh, to a, you know, a lowered state of performance is, is um, not controlling the thought. And, and we do that through uh, some tools, whether it's a counting tool where you uh, teach people to count certain ways or uh, you have them visualize particular, uh, you know, whether it's a Yeti bottle or can or a beer bottle, a screwdriver or something that allows you to create. We just had this conversation. I had a conversation earlier today about the the assumed. Um, so apparently something came out the other day or I think I think I've heard this before that that the average attention span of a, of a human is like eight seconds now. And that's like one second longer than a goldfish. I'm just, I don't know how you figured that out, but not quite long enough to stay on a bull. I guess it is technically. <laughs> yeah, we can well, barely. Yeah, you can barely stay on a bull. So, so the belief is that that's just how we've evolved, and that's actually quite the opposite. You know, we haven't evolved to eight seconds. We've just allowed the world to consume our attention, the eyeballs, so heavily because we have reduced our control of the mind thus allowing everything else to take its position, you know, to do what it wants with us. It's you're, you're basically your own victim essentially. Yeah. And it's funny you say that, uh, uh, just as a, a quick sidebar, I, I found an article earlier, someone had posted and it talks about, uh, and it's along the lines of what you're, you're speaking on now, but it says, you know, you need to spend 10, 10 minutes a day on, on mindfulness, uh, to change the way you react to stuff. And one of the things it said on there was turn off all notifications I thought about that for a second. And if you've ever noticed, and you're talking about, you know, um, intention and, and patience and focus, if, and this is what I just did. I just turned my phone over so I could not see it because if it lights up, what do you do? You, you look, look at it. Yep. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care if you're driving. I don't care if you're, if you and I are having, having lunch. I don't care if you're out on a, on a date. It's just our reaction. And it, it causes overstimulation, which, creates kind of a counterbalance or a counter, I'm sorry, counter influence on what you're talking about Just, yeah. in regards to how you create mental endurance. Right. And so this is where things outside the sport affect things within the sport. All the time when we're riding our bikes, we want to look down and we want to see what number we're at, what this, what that. And I swear to God, I'm going to create a rule with my athletes. And I think it's going to be watch this Wednesday. Every Wednesday, you're going to go without your device. I'm sorry. Or you're going to cover it up. Yeah. Whatever it is, we don't care about it because we have to create the opportunity for the for the mind and the body to become in sync and to feel each other. Yeah. You know, so many I'm learning, I work with a lot of runners here in South Houston area. So many runners, they know two speeds. They know on or off. And and triathletes are no different. Uh if I tell them go all out, they'll go all out. If I tell them to go, you know, if I tell them go six minute mile, they go six minute mile, tell them go ten minute mile, they'll go ten minute mile because they know what that feels like. They don't know at eight. 7.30, 9. They don't know the difference in the feel, and it's because we're so reliant upon this other sure. stuff yep. 
we're no, we're no longer calculated, right? We think we're calculated because we're collecting this data. And Derek will have a little bit different fe- take on this because the data does tremendously help the coaches and developing you. But it hurts your but athlete for a lot of times. What's that? I said it hurts your athlete, though. It does. It does. And so, so it has to be a, a perfect balance. And I think when we're looking to create endurance, we do need the feedback of the watches and the data and stuff. But when we're trying to create the mental endurance, maybe – I just throw this out there. Maybe that is a slight hindrance at times because it detracts our focus from where we're at in that moment. So you're absolutely right. So to cover a couple of things, um, my heart rate's supposed to be around 100. Oh, my God, it's 120. Oh, my God, I freaked out. So we immediately freak out. What happens? 125, 128, 130, you know, it goes up. It doesn't come down. And so that instant access to that information is debilitating at times. Oh, my God, why am I only, why am I only uh, pedaling at 175? I need to be 215 or whatever. And so, you know, we used to work with Anna Cleaver, and I did this very thing with Anna Cleaver. Uh, we, we had a conversation. I said, we're done. I said, we're done here. Um, when you race, your next race, there's no watch. And she goes, what? And I said, no. In fact, you're going to put a smiley face where your watch is. You're not wearing a watch. Now, if you want to put a watch in your foot because you just want to get the analytics from it, have at it, whatever you want to do, but you're not going to put it on your hand. And so there's actually a picture on her web, on her Facebook page where she was around the corner and you've got this weird looking, she even, uh, she even put the band on it with a magic marker. You, I don't know if you remember that and her picture yep. uh, of a, yep. of a face and a smiley face so that she would shut up and remember that she's here to enjoy this. So those are two of the things that absolutely are detrimental. And so many of the athletes that I've worked with, I've even told them, Look, if you want to keep it on, you know, that's your, 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 your prerogative, but I'm going to tell you mentally, you know what the hell you're doing and you just need to cover it up, whether you put blue, uh, you know, painter's tape over it or something so that you can get the data, but you're not reading the, the analytics or you're, and, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, I mean, to me, that helps you to endure because as soon as you look back and you see how things aren't what you expect, again, expectation leads to anger, frustration, let down, so forth. So when you expect something and you look at it and it's not right, you're going to have a negative response. Thus, killing your mental endurance. So Thus, what is, when you kill your mental endurance, what happens? Your performance is going to be shit. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so um, I want to go back. Now that we've kind of covered that, I, I think that was a really good little little riff we had there. Um, I'm going back to the definition of endure. I, I've sat here while you're talking. I'm, I'm staring at, at what I wrote down, and that's to suffer patiently. There's two parts to that. Suffer and patiently. Right? When we say suffer, anyone outside of endurance sports think of suffering differently than the majority of endurance athletes, whether you're a cyclist, a runner, a triathlete, a swimmer. It doesn't matter. Um, the word suffer typically has a negative connotation. When you say suffer outside of endurance sports, you think of, for example, children in Africa, homeless people in America, loss, loss, people death. going through really, yeah, a lot of negative stuff. People inside the sport in our little bubble in our little, little ecosystem, uh, they think of suffering as progress. They think of suffering as the dues that need to be paid, um, to sure. an extent. I, for one, embrace suffering. The more it hurts, the happier I am. You know, I'll go and do a workout with somebody, and when it hurts the most is when I talk the most, believe it or not. Because for me, that's, that's my happy place. And then 
the flip side of that. So you think of suffering in endurance world, endurance sports, you think of hard work, right? You think of just, just gutting it out, doing what you got to do day in, day out. Then the flip side of that is what I feel is more of a softer word, a more gentle word. And that's patiently, right? So I think of, I think of suffer as more of an aggressive, the color would be red in my head if I were putting a color on it. And then patiently, I think of a softer, more like a light blue type mm-hmm. of color, That's right? Like a sky blue. Mm-hmm. When I think of those two, yet they, for this, for this definition, they actually go perfectly together because we all know patience is super hard to exhibit. I struggle with it. People struggle with it all the time. Patience with ourselves, patient with the process, patient with others, patient with kids, the freaking guy at the grocery store, whoever patients, you know, in traffic and, to think about suffering more patiently, I keep going back to the word of calculated. I keep going back to that word. Uh, another word is process, right? Um, and I, I'm going absolutely nowhere with this. So if you came up with anything that I, that you might have picked up on while I said that, it's just really intriguing to me that those two words that almost seem contrasting in most spaces fit so eloquently in endurance sports, whether it's cycling or Ironmans or whatever you're into. No, I agree. So, uh, and it's really neat that you put color to it because it's really interesting how the mind processes color. And I will tell you too, from the point of hearing suffer uh, as a mental coach, I don't like it, but as a mental coach, I have to recognize that I have to perform to some degree based upon my audience. And so I have to recognize, and of course we go back to like embracing the suck, which I cannot stand and I get where it come from and I get all that good stuff. It's just, no one wants to do that. But, you know, for example, though, if you go get a deep tissue massage, uh, you know, I went and, and received a deep tissue massage and I thought it was more like massage that, you know, something on the lines of, you know, my daughter would say, hey, let me rub your back for you if you rub my back. And so this is, and I'm like, uh, I, yeah, it's like, uh, there's nothing to it. And I'm like, that's not what, what the hell was that? But you know, if you're not hurting me, I'm not happy. If And I'm not going, you know, every time you put your elbow seven inches into my back. Breathing, breathing, breathing. Yeah. <laughs> then you're not doing anything for me. And I know that. And from an endurance perspective, it's to en- it, it is to endure. It's to suffer, I guess, in a sense, patiently in the sense of understanding that the, the suffering is growth. It's development. And so it's not trying to get through it really fast because it's not going to help you evolve. It's, hey. This is a this is a process. This is the process. This is an this is an enduring. This is a distance thing that I must contain from a long as a long time duration wise. So yeah, absolutely, totally agree with what you said. Now what do you? It was write? just interesting. I kept for some reason, you know, when and we were just talking about you know having focus, and I'm sitting here, and, and we all know I struggle with that. And I, that for some reason, what I wrote down kept calling my attention. It sounds stupid, but I kept looking back at it. I just couldn't figure out what it was about it. But to me, that's a very, it's a very unique organization of words to define something, but it's so very true. Um, And, you know, the more I think about it, the more I talk about it, I think that endurance, it may be as as a kind of a street definition is, is just to, um, steadily apply pressure over time, right? It could be pressure on yourself. could be pressure on your muscles, your tendons, your cardiovascular system. 
much like you know the you hear a lot of people talk about you know diamonds and coal and stuff like that. It's just pressure over time. That's it's a lot what it is. I keep going back to the the uh, analogy I did with the ribs that I made. It's just if I did them for four hours, they wouldn't be as good as ten hours. If I did them twenty hours, they'd be awful. Right. You know. And for me, it's just that consistent pressure over time. And then it is enduring. Uh, it, it is it is absorbing the the suffering uh, patiently that gets you to that point. Thus endurance. Well, and to add to that, because you know, we talked about it earlier, mindfulness and, med- and meditation, and I talk uh, a bit about, you know, there's a lot of, um, there's, there's some, there's a, 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 on some levels, there's a stigma with mindfulness and meditation because it's not comprehensible to an extent. People don't really understand what it is. Uh, you know, uh, I know when I was writing my book and I worked with uh, one of the editors that were helping me, uh, he was a 30-year mindfulness coach. I mean, this is what he's done for 30 years. And when I, when we went through my book, he was blown away. And I'm not saying my, my material is like that, but I provided the knowledge as to why it worked. He thought he knew why it worked, but I gave him my perspective of why it worked. And he was blown away because he didn't realize what mindfulness and meditation both do. And, and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you here, you obviously pick up my book too, but uh, I'm going to tell you here that what happens, especially when you're dealing with endurance, the time the, the the body only the body recognizes associations of time. And those times are you have three points of reference. You have future, present, and past. And so, you know, when you are enduring and when you're getting um pressure and when you are, you know, um in a state of potential struggle, it's really easy for you to shift. And go forward and go, holy shit, I got 14 more miles. Or, you know, you law, you know, something happened in your past and you shift to the past, which is where we get depressed. So we get anxious from the future state, the future thoughts. We get depressed about what happened and what, you know, what could have been if I hadn't have done this or that. But the key to it is present, being present, right? You can only have your maximum endurance performance by staying present. And so what mindfulness does is that makes you think about what's in your head currently as a present moment activity. And so for most people, and and it goes in mindfulness and meditation, it's usually thought based or it's mantra based. So it's, Hey, I want you to have a breath meditation, breathing meditation, or my, you know, breathing mindfulness. And so what you do is you think about your breathing and some people will even associate color to it. Hey, what does the color look like when it's coming into your lungs? Imagine it going and filling your lungs up and imagine it going out because what, at what point is that activity? Well, it's a present activity. You're breathing in, you're breathing out. So you can only have a thought at a time and it can only be in one area at a time. And so if it's, if it's in a present time, it can't be anxious and it can't be, or nor can it be depressed. So it is, it, it's basically pulling you away from depressive thoughts and anxious thoughts to sit down into one point of reference in time, and that is being present. And that is the only place you're ever going to find happiness. And maximum performance, peak performance, has to be present. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and a lot of stuff you said on there rings, rings true with me uh, in my own personal endeavors and uh, uh, you know what I try to pass on to, to people. And Sometimes I deliver in a different message as far as breathing and always talk about it in those terms mm-hmm. because it's a different, it's just a different delivery. But I, I a hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, I, 
So if you take yourself out of the sport world, let's do that for just a second, okay? Everyone's going to come into the sport. It's a hobby. This is this is they say it's it's a it is a lifestyle change. There are people that will do it until they're 50, 60, 70. Um, but most commonly, people are going to do it for five years at the max, and then they go on. So what can they take away from this conversation for when they do get out of the sport, right? Or how can they apply it to their, their everyday life? And I think that that life is very much um, like an endurance sport, as we found through our talks and just through just kind of randomness. It's just enduring the test of time, right? You hear that being said. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you can take what we've said today and apply it to other parts of your life, whether it's the, the meditation stuff you just spoke on, the mindfulness stuff, or, you know, us kind of defining what is endurance. And you look around yourself, whether you're a business owner, whether you're a mom and dad, right? We're both parents. You endure childhood. Doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Sometimes the word endure, I think, has a negative connotation. It's like just suffer your way through it, just struggle through it. But it's not. We endure being a parent. We endure um, well, going to the grocery store. Life is endure, is to endure. I mean, it's the only way it works. Huh? Life is absolutely, and, and it's a journey, just like and anything don't, else. For sure, and and don't you know? Don't take it too seriously because you're not getting out alive. So, um, uh, that being said, I really got nothing else to say on that, yeah. other than I kind of like the topic. Well, it, it, know, it's got my head thinking. I can't get it all out. What you, I think what you will find is that uh, it is a compressed form of endurance. So the sport is lifetimes 500, so to speak. So many people that might be in the, the, the endurance world might still struggle to endure stress and strain of life, but they're okay with performance stress and strain because they know that gives them an outcome that they want, whereas with life, they don't really understand it. So they tend to become more um, content, so to speak. Does that make sense? All right. Are you ready? <laughs> Mind blown, right? There. That's just my thought anyway. That's dude. Drop that mic. Walk away right now. We just now. done. We that just let's just leave it at that. So that was good. That was that that gets the that gets the old thinker thinking. Yeah. Just a random weird thought. But anyway, you you want to wrap you let's you want to wrap it up. Dude, let's in. I mean, I, that's that's <laughs> That is a cliffhanger right there. Uh, that's good. Yeah. Well, and and so 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 true. That's the best part about it. It's not it's not just a bunch of bullshit you're making up to sell something. That's like no. truth. It's it's a comparison. It, you know, it seems uh, it's you know I think that's the cool part about just living in general is the finding the connections. Uh, we don't oftentimes find connections in places that we don't often look. But if you look, you're going to find a lot of similarities across multiple. You know. Something so simple as if you were to record a flower in the morning in your yard that kind of wilts at night. And then when the sun peaks, it picks itself up and it kind of looks to the sun. You know, it's always looking for the brightness in the world. Correct. And so we oftentimes don't do that. Instead, we kind of shy away and say, hey, I'd rather be in the in, I'd rather be in the, the shadow of this tree than to be the flower that pick, you know, that goes to sleep and rest. And all of a sudden the sun comes out and it's like, hey, here I am. And then I follow the sun. I follow the brightness in the world. But you know, there's all kinds of really weird connections that you can make. 
that literally will make a big difference in your life in general. So uh, I'm always looking for those. You, anyway. you are one beautiful flower. I'm a beautiful flower. All right. So well, let's wrap this thing up. If you want to, and we would really appreciate it if you did, patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash P-O-D podcast. We'd love to, for you to be. Do you have it on? Do you have it ready? Can you use the word? Can you can you hit it? I'll get just a second. And, and you know, we're saying this. Um, the thing is, is that it's not just, hey, you get extra video. You get this. You get that. We got swag coming. We got decals. We'll have some shirts. We're going to have stuff in we're gonna there. We're going to add to it. Definitely. To where you become, yeah, you become more you become more of the family, more dialed in. But we would love nothing more than for you to become a patron, 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 patron. <laughs> you got to endure. You got to endure it 10 times. No. Um, yeah, a patron, patron of Performance <laughs> On Demand podcast by patreon.com forward slash pod podcast if you want to get a hold of jeremy over there mindrightendurance.com he's jeremy at mindrightendurance.com and i am craig over at craigwillard.com or craig at craigwillard.com and to gather collectively performance on demand podcast at gmail.com we're done check it out deuces deuces